When you play pretend, you don't have to be real. Some bears live circus lives, but this bear, he's singing with the housewives. Hello, I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And, and welcome, welcome to the Real House Bears. What, what, what? Jen Shaw is here. Whoa. Let's get this garbage trash whore podcast going. <laughs> garbage trash whore podcast. Yes. Can we change our name to that? I think it's too late now. Is it too late? Yeah. The Real Garbage Trash Whores of Utah. Oh, uh, Yes. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> I liked it better than some of the Salt Lake, or not Salt Lake City, some of the Beverly Hills reunion looks. Oh, you did not like them? Well, you know, I yes and no, I liked some of them, but I really felt like you could tell that they knew they were sitting. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah. Um, some of them looked different sitting than standing. You know what? We've got two episodes to get into. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and get into the reunion looks. Let's start with Dorit. You know, Dorit always pulls out the hair for the reunion, but I don't feel like she really pulled out too much fashion here. Are you kidding me? Um, I think she did. Um, I think she's, I mean, did you look at all of her past looks? She's done a little bit of everything. There's always so much more you can do. But again, it's really all about her sitting mm -hmm. and looking at her hair and looking at her accessories. Mm -hmm. And those shoes that she's wearing are very, uh, they're not the same as I thought they were. Never mind. Um, I think she looks beautiful and I think the blue looks beautiful on her, but the dress yeah. itself, it's kind of simple. The dress is very similar, but I think it's very cute. Now, Garcelle, this is the premier example of a sitting dress. Because standing up, she looks horrible, I think. Mm -hmm. I, maybe horrible is extreme. But standing up... It's just the, it's the dress is cut just not too high and, and not too long, but it's right in the middle where her boots are. So she's just got a sliver of skin. And it just doesn't yeah, look great. And even the boots with the dress standing up don't look good no but when she sits down it looks great she looks incredible yeah. including the boots it's like very i think she even there's even been talking about it on social media a little bit how like it's a sit down dress gotcha but it really did it did work sitting down it did not work standing up to me i'm good with that i love kyle's i love kyle's Kyle it's gets cute. best dress for me i love the harness yeah it's different yeah i love i love the color she looks great i love the cut i love the zipper on the leg um kyle oftentimes does a miss on the reunion for me but okay. i really think that she's my and she matches the background perfectly <laughs> she does. but i think she's she's my i think she's my best dress for this reunion but you know i loved sutton's dress i'm not a fan of sutton's dress Again, it doesn't look great on her standing up. Mm -mm. But the dress alone, I think, fits her style. I just wish it didn't have sleeves. Okay. I'll I, give you that. I, yeah, I just wish it... And I just, it just... I don't know. It looks too boxy for me. Well, she dresses like that a lot. But, you know, to me... But the, I've seen her wear stuff that, like, was fitting to her body. True. So... To me, the biggest problem with here is her hair. Her hair looks real mousy. It looks real simple. It looks just... It, it doesn't match the outfit. And it just... It doesn't It doesn't f feel full. It just is... I don't know. It's just a little bit too simple. Half a little bit done. too flat. Okay. Compared to... what, Which I really did like her dress. Um, the, and on the back, it's completely open. Mm. Girl, yes. Crystal, boring. Boring. There's nothing special about this dress. Yeah, it's just she looked beautiful. She looked beautiful. Her makeup looked beautiful. Her face looked beautiful. Her hair looked great. But that dress... I'm nothing fancy. Who cares about that dress? What am I, just a millennial? And Rena, to be expected. 
Yeah, she's, uh, I mean, she she kind of, uh, to be honest with you, she looks like a playgirl. You know what? She does. A girl mm-hmm. next door. Girl next door, she's yeah. She's one of Hugh's uh, exes. Yeah. Um, she looks beautiful again. She looks really pretty, but it's just, it's so Lisa Rinna. Like, it's, we've I love that it. she keeps a cross around her neck. I'm surprised it hasn't burned a hole through her chest. <laughs> We don't know. We don't know that it did. I don't know if it's like wait until Kathy comes out. Wait until Kathy comes out. We'll see how that goes. Um, Erica is also my other best dress. I thought it looks really pretty. It looks really cute. I really like the way it's done. I love the little the hint of boobage. Yeah, her hair though gives her like an eight head. I said before. <laughs> um, I actually really like it. It's, it's, it's pretty. It's very pretty vintage. Good. No, I think it's beautiful. Look. I just didn't realize what a prominent forehead she had until I saw this. Okay. Well, we can get to that one later. But she is my other favorite dressed. And then I thought Kathy Houghton looked adorable. She's dressed the way she is. Uh, she looks like the first lady. It's, yeah, it's very like Stepford Housewives yeah. to me. Yeah, or yeah, Stepford yeah, Wives yeah. to me. But I think I thought she looked really beautiful. The hair and everything. It's just very Stepford. And I think I remember reading that that dress was made for her. I'm sure it is. I'm sure everything's yeah. made for her. But what I didn't like is, you know, most of the cities have like a, a color palette or a theme for the reunion, and Beverly Hills is very hodgepodge. And I really like that theme. I like the themeage. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I agree. So I think that also some of the Beverly Hills ladies agree that maybe they need to have... Garcelle po- tweeted about it a little maybe bit. Maybe we like, need to have some continuity. She's like, we all look like we're going to a different party. Yeah. <laughs> true, though. It is. Absolutely true. All right, so now that we got the reunion looks out of the way, let's... Now, I was going into this reunion thinking, you know what? We're not going to have much to talk about. All they're going to do is recap things that we've already talked about all season long. It's It almost seems like they fast-forward through a lot of the stuff because it seems like the rest of the two or one episodes of the finale is all about Lisa and Kathy. And, and there's two more episodes after this, yeah. yeah so it, you're right, it does look like that. It looks like they're just getting everything out of the way right now. <laughs> but, and they did. Um, I read a tweet today saying that they thought that the first episode was kind of a snooze fest and I was like I expected to be a snooze fest and got the opposite I thought oh. well let's see so um, they've been doing a lot of like time manipulation and fast like uh, they did it with the Salt Lake City premiere yeah so we start off with the end of the reunion taping at 9.47 almost 10 o'clock p.m. Kyle's like can I I can't do the I final I can't toast. even do this I gotta get out I, y'all toast her that and I love it that she asks Andy can I please go Andy <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, I can't, and I he's can't. like I don't know let me ask somebody else in the backstage <laughs> Kyle's a wreck and then we find out it's because 23 minutes earlier Kyle and Kathy are still not in a good place which I don't understand I can't wait to find out and then an hour before that, we have Garcelle telling Rena that she is ruining families. Like, you're hurting Kyle, your friend. Yeah. And then two hours, we've got Kathy and Rena. Kathy telling Rena she's driven everyone off the show. Mm-hmm. And then all the way back to the beginning of the morning, 10.53 a.m. So almost 12 hours of filming. Yeah, and Almost. not and not to mention they got there at like five fifty two. Oh actually. yeah, yeah. Erica's there at five fifty two. Wow, wowie wow wow wow. So, and you know, you gotta have the get ready montage. You know what? I thought Garcelle was so cute without makeup. Like she, I think she's pretty with makeup, but I think without makeup she's cute. Does gotcha. that make sense? Okay. I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, Rina has shown up in an envelope. Manila envelope. She got her her receipts. Um, and Kyle has had a breast reduction, like, what a random, like, one minute. Yeah, 
I was like, oh, okay. Good for you, girl. I mean, I bet it feels better. I mean, that the the eras of the '90s of having big boobs kind of ruined a lot of women. Oh, right. <laughs> kind of like gave them such bad um, image conflicts and stuff, and, yeah. and back issues <laughs> for sure, for <laughs> sure. And these women are so tiny. Yeah. And then um, Andy Cohen is on Raya. He wants to get Garcelle on it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, <laughs> Whatever. I'm be rich and famous. I, mean, I don't need to be on Raya, but I'm I, I don't. I feel excluded. Oh gosh. <laughs> And then Diana will be checking in from home due to COVID. Well, was it COVID or was it just she's sick? Well, they just said she was sick. I've, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was COVID. I'm pretty. I'm sure I'm, she was sick, and they're like, "Well, it might be COVID, so we're not going to risk it." Well, they definitely would have had to. They, they definitely would have tested her. If, if she said I'm COVID, they would have required a test. I mean, you know, you've seen how COVID testing is for filming. Yeah. They, yeah. So she would have been tested regardless. Yeah. So she, I think she just wasn't feeling good, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if I feel that Garcelle looks like a dominatrix. I think it was mm -hmm. Andy Cutter. I was like, I don't get dominatrix. No, I saw well. more of like uh, a judge. <laughs> Where's okay. the line? <laughs> Um, we get a Dorit hair montage. You better do that hair montage. Yeah, she, I mean, she, she earns her own hair montage. She sure does. No one gives hair like Dorit. No, no I love it. Me too. Nobody's put so many damn pins in their hair. Oh my God. And I hated it at the time. I but love now it. looking back, I'm like, all right, yes, Dorit, you're a trailblazer. And now that girl. I have long hair, now that's all I want to do is I just want to pin all my hair back. You want to be a, a hair blazer as well? I want to be a hair blazer too. It's just hard. I don't know what to do with my hair right now. It's just so <laughs> Long and it just gets my face. Well, why don't you just cut it then? No, I have to save it for the 1972 photo shoot. Well, remember, we are not a completely visual medium. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's, well, just <laughs> he's just sitting here Willow Smithing it. He's whipping his hair back and forth like everyone can. So we start off talking about the charities, which I'm like, thank you. Let's, yes, let's start off with Homeless Not Toothless, please. Homeless Not Toothless. Can we please start off with I'm glad all the ladies got it all under control and figured it out. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, to be honest, it's not the best. I mean, it's a horrible name. It's a horrible But I really thought that we were going to get a scene of Dorit being like, you all were disrespectful. <laughs> but it really didn't. Smile for the homeless. Like, I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> Seriously. We've been through that. Uh, so we've got the homeless, not toothless. We've got Jamie Lee Curtis's chic charity. Bish. Yes. But apparently that, her being on the show, like... Gave her the biggest charity donation day of her How donation. How is that? A lot it's of people the power are like, of it's the power of Bravo, so, of Bravo I guess, of Housewives. Uh, and also just because of how excited Dorit got over all of the items. I know, right? <laughs> the chicest children's the, uh, the charity. Sh everything. The chicest <laughs> everything. So a lot of people on social media are like, why was Jamie Lee Curtis at the reunion? Why is this a Halloween promo? And I was like, well, for one thing, she probably wanted to come back on because of the success she had. To say, hey, thank you all for giving this huge charity a huge donation. And then also giving our charity another moment for people who maybe didn't see that first episode. You know, some people yeah. tune in just for the reunions. Mm -hmm. I am a little upset that I didn't get a final girl shirt. That's a little upsetting. Well, we'll find you a final girl shirt. Okay, okay. thank okay. you. So, um, Halloween gets, you know, some more free press. Uh, and But Jimmy Lee Curtis is like, you know, the Halloween fans are similar to Housewives fans. Oh yeah, uh, horror fans, they are ride or die, and especially with Jamie Lee Curtis, because she was the first screen uh, final girl. 
And she was like the it was the first horror movie of its kind. Halloween was so um, so she's a, she's a trailblazer for sure. So real love and adoration from fans. Yeah. Ooh 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 ooh! I just had something. What? What if in Halloween Ends, this final one, Laurie Strode seeks help from another epic final girl? No, not Ripley from Aliens, but herself, Sydney Prescott. To help her kill Michael Myers. Happy Halloween, ladies. Oh, what if they cross universes? Wouldn't oh, that be God. so? Don't do that I mean, to me. They could Don't easily, do that to me. What if she gets her to help her kill Michael Myers? Well, the movie is already out, so I'm pretty sure we would have heard about that by now. Well, I think y'all missed out on a great, <laughs> well, like, so, amazing, like, dude, they're doing it with everything I mean, right now with multiple universes. Like, they're even saying that Annabelle is part of the Marvel universes. No, I'm not buying that, and I refuse to. <laughs> oh, it's to. true. No, no, I'm not. No, no. <laughs> But Nave Campbell's not doing the next scream, so they And that's why it would have big... been so awesome if they took her from it and made her help her kill Michael Myers. Well, it that would have like been you gotta so, have the right paycheck. Like two final girls, like that'd be so sick. Or bring Nancy back to life from Nightmare on Elm Street. Um not in that so I don't much. know. I don't like that. That's <laughs> that's dream world. That's not physical world. Okay. So Garcelle's son, Jax, was attacked on Instagram with some really, really like horribly Racist comments. I remember when this all happened, too. Yeah, he was only 14. It was for his first week of high school, even. Not just first week of school, his first week of high school. And they sent him her Playgirl or Playboy pictures. That was disgusting. Like, that's horrible to do to somebody. Like, that is horrible. That is, like, I really hope they do find out who really did is behind this bot scam. Because there was nothing to gain from it. It was purely malicious. Yeah, 100%. And unnecessary. Yeah, completely. But do you think, do you think Diana really had anything to do with it? Well, Garcelle thinks so. Andy asked Garcelle if he, she thought the bots came from someone in the group. She's like, yeah. I feel like they were purchased. I don't feel like the comments were from someone in the group, but I feel like the purchasing of the bots was, was a tactic to get me off the show. I don't know if I buy the, the that was the motive. No, 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 no. no. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't really buy that Diana purchased the bots. I don't think she bought. She honestly, I think it was just a racist person. To be honest with you. Yeah, it comes back up a little bit later. Um, but first, we got to talk about Dorit's home invasion. Um, just another moment. Nothing new here, except especially nothing new when Andy yawns at Dorit again. <laughs> Am I boring you? <laughs> Two reunions in a row. And she's got the same thing Poor. to say. But to be honest with you, Andy Cohen doesn't sleep. Andy has kids now. Like, I would not... I'd be like, listen, you've been up for probably 48 hours already without any sleep, so I'm going to give you a yawn. Yeah, you're right. Yawn as much as you want in front of me. I mean, <laughs> but it just happens to Dorit, who has a re <laughs> reputation for being long-winded, <laughs> so she's probably extra sensitive to that. It is. It's true, but also she she takes up a lot of time. So like you, of course, you're gonna yawn in that part of time. <laughs> <laughs> but what about Kyle's burglar reaching out to her and saying, "Here's your stuff," and sent her pictures. And Kyle, I, I never got it clear. Kyle sent some money. Did she get some of her stuff back? I wonder. Yeah, I did don't they, know. Did they clarify that? Did I miss they that? Didn't. They didn't. Because I okay. asked you, I was like, did she get her stuff back? Yeah, that's. It was very unclear to me. Yeah, like, but we know she sent money. She sent money, and I don't like. I don't understand it. I didn't understand it. <laughs> so. So 
let's talk about Crystal's need for safe spaces, speaking her truth, and her generation gap. Her age difference, yes. But first, I would like to say that Crystal has worn two baby doll dresses this season, and I'm into it. I love baby doll dresses. I do. Listen, she, do it if you can do it. She made this post that made me laugh so hard. She was like, something about, you can watch this episode and see me wear another baby doll dress. Something about drama. Something about being in second grade. And she's like, but Demetheus, your second grade was kind of fire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember second grade. <laughs> I don't remember second grade at all, but it was funny to me. But Crystal always does seem to have something to complain about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love that they asked, and which I think I asked earlier in the season, why could Kyle bring up her eating disorder to Crystal when Sutton couldn't bring up her miscarriage to Diana? And even Kyle doesn't have a right answer for this. She but Kyle really, around. But Kyle does kind of err on the side of, you know, I, I shouldn't have. I was drunk. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. But again, I, I don't understand myself. I don't understand the difference. Why is it not okay to say, hey, I've been through a similar experience as you, so I'm here it's as It's because it's the mean you. girl's mentality. They all look down on Sutton like she's less than, and it's irritating. But I, I just need to understand it for other people who feel the same way. Um, and then we talk about, I, I'm surprised again that the chicken tender comment from Erica wasn't a bigger deal this whole season. But, but they, they <laughs> did make a point. And, but Erica's you know, like, I'm just a smart ass. Yeah, sh- <laughs> I'm just a drunk smart ass. That's all it is. <laughs> And honestly, what are you guys really looking to Erica giving good advice when she's all messed up on pills and been really drunk and saying crazy stuff like, pee on the new girl and stuff? Like, I love that, Erica. I know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I agree that Dorit should not have told everyone that Crystal had been throwing up every day. Whether Crystal has been talking to the group about her eating disorder or not, that's something very specific. That's kind of extreme and definitely something that Crystal should share, not Dorit. But I also do understand where Dorit was coming from because she has been going to all of these women and spilling her guts about this. So how come all these girls can't have a discussion about it? Because she thought that they had already discussed it, that she was throwing up every day. Granted, it's not right that she did it but i see why i see i understand yeah, i think that the women were detail. more the women were more talking about concern about her yeah without a doubt but i still think that that's a detail that i wouldn't be giving out if someone confided no. that in me that's no, a, that's no, a pretty no. well i don't know detail. i don't know i don't know if i was with all my friends and it was about one of my friends and they told me this i'd be like i'm concerned he they told me that they granted this is on tv but i might say something to my friends okay I might okay. say something to my friends okay. because of concern. Okay. And we're all discussing it anyways. All right. Okay. Um, I'm, you, you switched me. There we go. Easy. So let's talk about Sutton's dark comments. This is so uncomfortable because even Crystal can't talk her way out of it. And she keeps she keeps spinning herself around with what she's saying and what she's meaning. And she's not making any sense. And she's contradicting herself constantly. Every sentence she's saying is contradicting what she's saying yeah, before. Crystal spends a lot of time and effort saying, I want you all to understand my intention, not focus on the words that I use. But she used such specific yes. words. And, and she won't take them back. And if you've ever watched Housewives, or simply if you've ever gotten into an argument with anyone, you use people's words against them. Oh, yeah. That's that's your weapons in an argument. Because, and, and like even she, like there, I'll have to find it in my notes of what she said. And, but I feel like, you know, Lisa Barlow, again, another parallel, she's having a similar situation where Lisa's not able to really express what she really wants to say. But Crystal is flat out using words and using verbiage and really giving very deliberate 
meaning to everything. And even when people explain to her, when you don't give any context and just say something was really dark and heavy said, our minds go to the worst places. So if it wasn't at the worst place that you claim it was, because you said it was a feeling, not just the words actually said, then clear that up. Right. Quit making it seem like this woman is racist and said horrible, dark things that you can't even repeat. When she... When it's on camera, what she said. Or even be humble enough to say, all right, I used the wrong words to explain this. But that's just how I felt Let me just say that Sutton and I had a conversation where I felt like her tone was very dark. But the more and more they talk about this is the more and more I realize why those 14 friends kicked her out of the group. (laughs) This is not a safe space for me. I'm serious. That one, again, people are going to use your words against you, Crystal. So did they... Did you all break up when you got cast? Did you break up after you got and, cast? And, and Did she you also break s- up because you got cast? Well, let's figure... You, you, I still don't know why you all broke up, other than maybe they were jealous that you got on the show. Yeah, and like she's like, it's not the comment, it was the conversation. And it's like, well, what was the conversation? Well, she keeps going back and forth, and it's really annoying. I can't handle this. I'm trying to find what she said that like really set me off. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was just... Um, oh, She says that people are focusing on a word when you don't ask them about their experience. But that's what they did. They asked you what your experience was, and you used that verbiage and would not deter away from it. So what are you trying to say, Crystal? She's not willing to just admit that she (sighs) over-exaggerated. And the, oh, oh man. And when she tells Kyle, didn't you use violated when somebody broke into your house? She's like, yeah, it wasn't a friend bringing me a jacket. Seriously. I was blown away that Crystal even thought that was even the same kind of thing. It was really stupid. It was so stupid. That was a low, that was low hanging fruit right there. Uh, And she couldn't even, uh, and then they said, Michael Jackson is a problematic. She's like, yeah, I think so. Or I guess so. She can't even say, yes, it is. She's she's just like, yeah, I think so. Because that's the good trend to go on, to cancel everything that I hear about. It's ridiculous, and I'm really upset by it. <laughs> I can tell you are. Well, by the end of Crystal's package, we get no answers to anything. It, nothing. We get no answers about Sutton being dark, other than Crystal just meant to say that there was a dark tone. We get no answers about the 14 friends, other than possibly, even, maybe, it's because Crystal got cast on the show. And even Andy Cohen's like, I've been spending two seasons find it, wanting to find out what this dark thing was said and you're just saying it wasn't anything dark it was just it felt heavy to you and it wasn't even a dark situation wasn't anything said yeah. like it's so people on twitter are mad at andy for not giving crystal a little they, bit of yeah break. he i mean no he should have i agree he, he doesn't give anybody no, a break he doesn't give anybody no ma'am do not play favorites um diana joins from home who cares <laughs> You are so nasty. She looks gorgeous, though. She looks amazing. She looks, um, she's lost a lot of the, um, excess, like, baby fat. Pregnancy weight. Pregnancy weight, yeah. I mean, Diana was barely on this season. She had a moment with Sutton at the beginning of the season, and that's it. Yeah, she kind of of faded away towards the end, except for saying nasty things. Um, Diana's lawyers have been pretty busy with all of the cease and desist. Like, Diana is not meant for reality TV. No, ma'am. If you're going to sue everyone who's talking shit about you, you're you're in a lot of of, of, reality TV. Yeah, you're in a lot of court dates. Um, But Diana's never met Epstein, even though she has a lot of famous friends. God, her poor book. She did not have a chance with that book. It just seems like people are still saying that it was like a call girl book. Like, y'all, that's kind of hot but not in the right ways. 
Yeah, right. You know, like if it was fictional, like, ooh, call girls of like the 70s. It's like the Madonna like, sex book. So you said. I'm glad they address licking of the lips. You have been obsessed about that this the whole season. Been. The world has The world has been. Not just me. I can't, every time I look on Twitter. Well, she has that nervous tick, and I have a nervous, you'll see it in the videos too, as I chew on my bottom lip. Oh, I notice that I'm constantly playing with my beard in the videos, and yeah. I'm itching a lot of different oh, yeah, things. Yeah, my hair, my piano. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, they address the moment where Diana calls called black content when she meant dark web mm -hmm. and it was on a post of someone who was a person of color Ugh. so it could be very clearly racist if you didn't know diana for sure yeah it was just miss it was misunderstood that diana is racist and i do feel like kind of uh i think that she plays into the not understanding the language very well at convenient times well true true but i really don't think that she was trying to make a racist oh I mean, no 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 not no i was just you saying can tell when someone is obviously racist versus someone who accidentally makes a comment that can easily be translated to something racist yeah racist. yeah yeah and i don't get as many as many people as dinah knows and as many people she hangs out with um, same thing with Sutton. You, I can, just don't you don't get have racism. room for racism. Yeah, yeah you I don't have room don't for racism when you're an elitist. I feel well. I I could be completely wrong, <laughs> but I've I... seen Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But Garcelle is like not backing down. She believes Diana have had something to do with yeah. this bot thing, which is very. Um, I I didn't I didn't know this about Garcelle. I, yeah, I had no idea she had that much contention towards Diana, but I think the contention happened when they posted the comment that had Diana's name in it and Diana reached out to Garcelle. I was like, will you please remove my name from that post? Protect me. Yeah. And Garcelle's like, I don't need to protect you right now. Yeah, I'm protecting my son and stuff. Like, I get under I understand both sides of it. Um, and plus, it was her son's account. It wasn't anything to do with Garcelle. That was her son. Her son has right over his own account to do what he wants to do. Right, and again, I, my son is getting threats and he's 14 and i don't know where it's coming from I'm yet. Not, so i'm not worried about you yeah i'm not worried about you either that's i i mean this was horrible to do to somebody um and even when kyle's like i think what diana's trying to say is girls are like uh-uh don't try to explain don't, that. yeah no no no, no. Mind here no. i'm worried about my family and that's it don't try to talk about people's kids y'all <laughs> done. Done, 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 when it done. comes to kids you can't do it but this whole um the threats are a real issue that goes back and forth between Diana and stuff. Diana is basically saying where she comes from, threats are are real. But when she's saying threats, they're meaningless or something like that here in the United States, in America or something. But that's not, a threat is a threat no matter what it is. Garcelle's trying to under, like make her understand. Like, I know you came from Bosnia where people were murdered and for grudges, but this is America and people have been murdered for less. Right. And for most, and we're in a, we're, on camera, like we're we're vulnerable. I still am quite surprised though that Garcelle is putting this on Diana. I still I am. I don't feel it's valid. again. I kind of feel like the contention happened after Jax made or Garcelle, whoever made the post, and Diana reached out saying, "I need you to take my name off that, or I'm going to sue you." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what what happened yeah. before that to make Garcelle think it was Diana? Yeah, um, it couldn't have been just that thing at Garcelle's party months and months and months ago. You know. So I don't know. But, you know, contrary to, again, popular belief, I thought Reunion Part 1 was pretty exciting. I, we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. I mean, in the end of it, Garcelle just wants to be left alone. Right. She's like, just stop. Like, don't... Because I, it, I do see now from the clips and stuff that Diana has been kind of attacking her on social media. 
well, yeah. Yeah. And Diana's like, it's not a threat, it's just us talking or something. I don't understand the whole threat There thing. it is, that's right. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of, there was a lot of uh, social media leading up to this. Too. Yeah, there I was a lot of social that. media. Well, so, that makes a lot more sense. Though. But um, I, I just don't, I just don't see it in Garcelle. I mean, in... Diana. I mean, Diana did do that, but you know, you, you just don't know people. You don't know people. Um, and you might not know this about us, but next week we will not be around to recap episode two of the reunion. Yeah. We are going to go um, to visit family out of town all week next week, so we will not have an episode at all next week. We will try to find a way to catch up. We won't leave you hanging. Um, we don't know how we're going to do it quite yet, but... Um, we won't we won't skip over reunion episode two altogether. It looks like there's too much good. Well, I feel like Kathy Hilton's gonna show up in the last five minutes. No, the last two hours. No, I'm talking about the last five minutes <laughs> I know. of the second episode. I know. She'll show up in the last five minutes of the second I episode hope, I really and then hope be in not. all of most of episode three. I hope not because I want I want Lisa nailed to the cross. I think it's gonna happen. <laughs> I think it's gonna happen. All right, well, let's go polish our hammers and take a little bit of break. <laughs> Bye. I have not gone to the bathroom since I've been here. This is Heather Gay from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and you're listening to The Real House Bears Podcast. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do this. We'll do it. Burr, it's cold in here. Those SL Housewives are here. <laughs> I, I was like, how was I, how was I, I supposed to know to do that? I just thought to do it just a second Burr, ago. Burr, it's, it's cold, cold in here. here. The, the Salt Lake City Housewives, Housewives are in the atmosphere. Are in the, the atmosphere. In the okay, atmosphere. good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look at you doing a Bring It On reference. What's that? The movie that I showed you that has that cheer in it. <clears throat> oh, the cheerleading movie that was... You liked it. You liked that movie, yes, actually. Yes, I did like that movie. Don't even try to hate on Bring It On now. Did they have Bring It On too? They had like two, three, four, and five. <laughs> Damn, they had to bring it so many times. They brought it. I thought you just bring it once and you're done. Not Listen, you can bring it over and over again. Bring it on, girl. Let's dish it out. Well, these Salt Lake City Housewives are bringing it they over They do, bro. Listen, again. these My goodness. Women, I told you, they work hard for their money. I was listening to a Bravo podcast. Uh, Radio today when I was driving. Radio Andy. Radio Andy you or whatever. Are. I think John was talking about oh, like. Turn me on. Oh God, he was like, I'm loving these like Salt Lake City housewives and stuff, but like, when are they gonna do like some cute shopping and stuff? When are we gonna get to the light parts? John Hill. <laughs> yeah, John Hill. I've been thinking about that too because on Live Love Lab. Heather and Dre were talking about when they were watching like episodes from season two, how much fun they were and how much they yeah, laughed. There was so much fun. And Heather was like, I wonder if I'm going to laugh as much this season. And Dre was like, well, from the outside looking in, it looks like it's a pretty intense season. <laughs> I mean, it's very intense. Like there is drama going every, and this episode blows up. I mean, maybe we, if we could have gotten that footage like when they were filming with Jenny and the stuff before. Maybe that was the light and playful stuff. Maybe that's why they had to cut it straight to this intensity. You know, another thing that I've been thinking about a lot during this episode is when we went to the Equality Utah Gala and Whitney and Meredith were presenters together, mm -hmm. would you have ever known that they were like enemies? Uh-uh. 
I mean, they just looked like they were up. I mean, we didn't see them interact out in the audience. Yeah. But up on stage, they looked like bosom buddies. Yeah. I did. Uh, when I did ask Meredith. I was like, "Are you excited for this season?" And she's like, "Well, yeah, but I'm not excited for everything that I haven't seen yet." And I'm like, "Ooh, this—that's another thing. That's got to be rough." Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, she didn't see that rant till the night before the reunion. Uh, yeah, that's rough. Um, oh well, we start off with Whitney getting everyone up to speed where we left off about her healing journey and how there was abuse in her family, but she's blocked it so deep that there is no memory. Y'all, this is night one. Right. There hasn't been any fun yet. Oh, wow. You're right. This is the first night they just got there and they started cooking, right? They oh. don't go on the, the bike tour till later. Yeah, what have they done today? Just arrive. I'm, I mean, they had fun probably in the van and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah, they and arrived and they, sh- and they were in the pool and stuff. But yeah, no, they really haven't had like no, a I... fun day today yet. It's oh, day one. Oh, they have the healing ceremony. That's, that's what right. Done. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, we're so, I mean, it's not like we do a, a podcast on it. Right. <laughs> no, it's not like I didn't watch last week's episode probably three times. Well, granted, I am very high all the time. <laughs> All the time. I'm living for it. So life sometimes blurs together. Oh my lord. Well, people were kind of blurry about Heather's reaction to Whitney's story at first. Like, at the very end of last week's episode, at the very beginning of this week's episode, when Whitney says that she had this trauma and she blocked it out, Heather gives a look that's kind of hard to read. Mm-hmm. And people all over social media last week were like, Whitney's story is fake. Even Heather thinks so. You can tell. Uh, no, I... But no, Heather clears it up this week. Yeah, I... But last week, Heather just kind of made a face. And it was she, just it was, like a... Con- and when she confused. went, you? Yeah. And people, you know, people just translated it however they want to be. I don't want people to say this is fake about Whitney. I, I You know, later on, we can talk about some of the bad You've moves. Me- you messaged her. Yeah. Uh, this it's is... all real. And she said that that scene with her and her husband, that was, gen- they caught yes. her on a genuine yeah. emotion right there because yeah. it happened right then. When I texted Whitney and she was telling me that people were giving her a hard time about, you know, disbelieving it. I was like, well, thank you for telling her story. She was like, well, I kind of didn't want to, but they really caught me at the real moment. Yeah. So, quit hating on it. Again, I've had trauma that I uh, kind of blocked out for a very long time. I it might happens. have. I mean, I might have trauma because there's stories that my moms have, my parents and or my mom and my sisters have said about my dad that has happened to me that I don't remember at all. But that was before I was five, so of course I'm not going to remember that. Yeah. But um, she's apparently of like blocked off like a generation. <laughs> well, and she said that this is a generational thing, so this abuse has been happening throughout the history of her family. And I, I, I mean, she's really it, about like, breaking cycles. She's breaking the Mormon cycle now. She's breaking the cycle of abuse in her family. Like, she's ready to just, like, create a whole new path for her family. I, I, yeah, she needs to do it for her family right now. She needs to stop trying to do it with the friends right now, I feel. Well, you know... Listen, Whitney feels like it's really important Whitney's that you get passionate. everything out on the table. Yeah, Whitney's passionate. You know, as Lisa Rinna would say, if you don't say these things, you'll get cancer. <laughs> Can we get that on a shirt? <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate. It's not but... appropriate, but um, I did write... I. Um, when Heather did find out this stuff about her, you could genuinely see how disturbed she is that an old memory that is so traumatizing, you can block it out completely. Yeah. That's why she had that confused look. Yeah, no, it's she couldn't very wrap her head. Yeah, she could not wrap her head around that this was so traumatizing that your own brain blocked it out. And also, knowing Whitney's family, she's also angry yeah. at these people that she knows. Yes. 
that she's related to. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so again, Whitney's like, everybody got to put it out on the table, but it's easy for me to be vulnerable. Maybe it's not as easy for everyone here, Meredith. And Meredith even admits that she wasn't vulnerable last season, but she felt like every time she was, she would get backhanded. Well, Lisa gives her, a, I thought, a great apology. I think she said all the right things. She needs to quit saying, I was hurt. I know that she tr- thinks that she's explaining it rather than making it sound like an excuse, but it just makes it sound like an excuse. So yeah, you, you said need to it. quit saying that. But yeah. everything else you said, you said all the right things, but Meredith doesn't want to hear it. No. She's gonna p- Meredith is the worst of all of them that I can think of that really picks apart your words. She really focuses on your word choice and will find a way to just pull that down. Well, right here, Meredith says that she hasn't divulged some secrets to her for a long time now because she hasn't trusted her for a long time. So this relationship that they had was all one-sided by Lisa. I think it's, I think Meredith just said that to be mean. <sighs> I think Meredith just said that to her. Do you think so? I don't know. I, think I, had, feel, I, know, I, I kind think... of feel like Meredith is almost kind of relieved that this has happened so she can break the ties between her and Lisa. Well, I think she is now, but I think they had a... I know, I feel like they had a real friendship. A real genuine friendship? And maybe, I, you know, I do tend to be naive about some of those I things. I so. But I know, I, I think know. they had a real friendship. But Meredith tells Lisa, like, if you will be accountable, which she already has been, mm-hmm. and change your behavior, but I'm like, how are you going to know what... what, what what kind of behavior is she going to change? She doesn't normally talk bad about you. And then Meredith says, because I know you've been talking about me all this time. years. And, Meredith, yeah. and Lisa's like, no, no. I did not. I did not. That's a I love Lisa. She's like, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. That, she did that with her sisters a lot. You know? Oh, yeah. You, that's how you talk. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you just repeat the same word over and over again. Seriously. <laughs> and, and, but, and poor Lisa, she's like, she's not going to let Meredith say these things and not interrupt. She's like, you can't say these untruths. Uh, you know, just because it's something that you think, it doesn't make it true. Just because you think I've hated you all those years, it doesn't mean it's true. It means I was mad for a minute and I just spilled out a bunch of hate. And again, it's all such easy things to attack somebody with. It seems like all of these women have kind of attacked each other for the same sexual favor thing issue. But here we have, I I mean, there's so many weird parallels. It's like Lisa Rinna saying, well, I hope that Kathy gets the help she needs. Yeah, it's so So now we have Meredith saying, if you want to get help, I will help you get help. Like, she has to get mental help. Like, yes, you need to get a therapy. she literally said you have a mental illness without saying it. I mean, is it, and Lisa's like, no, I'm not going to let you pin that on me. Is it a nasty way for Meredith to say, you need to find out where all that hate came from? Is that a condescending way to say, you need to find out where all that hate came from? And how is that going to solve anything, to be honest with you? You guys just need to talk and oh. and pinpoint, why did you say this about me? And then I, why did you say this about me? Instead of just blurring like, blurn it all into the same thing because it came from somewhere. Yeah. And just let her explain herself. And, well, Whitney makes her do that in a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, give Jen Shaw's like, y'all are here for me. Yeah, yeah. I got a blowhorn and shit. Um, let me remind you all about perspective. <laughs> I could potentially lose all of my relationships with everyone that I love. So, during my time right now, I'm making the most out of the time with the people who are important to me. Mm-hmm. So, why don't y'all do that every day? Like, every day is, you know, like, your last day. Amen, Jen Shaw. 
But it kind of seemed to have an impact. It seemed to have an impact on Meredith because <laughs> Meredith's tone changed and she finally gave Lisa what she needed. Yeah, she she's didn't like, say I accept I ex your apology, she's like, but we, she said I hear it. We have a long way. No, she accepted the apology. She didn't say the words I accept your apology. Oh, okay. Trust me, as a Meredith is a wordsmith, I bet. Okay, I, that. I swear I thought I heard her she say that. She doesn't actually. She um she apologized to Lisa at the end of the episode. She does. But, but here, I'm saying she right here. says, Lisa, I hear you and I hear what you have to say. She doesn't say the and words, thank I you. accept your... She does say, thank yes. you. But she doesn't say, I accept your apology. And she does say, like, we're not at the time where we can mend things right now. Right, yeah. But that's... But it was a nice moment. It was a nice moment. It wasn't a. It wasn't like, okay, we're officially moving on. And it's all no, going no, to be great. No, no, no. But it was levity for a stressful time. Poor Lisa, she, it's, you know, there's nothing worse than knowing that you're at the wrong, and you just want people to see that that's just not the person you are. That, that's tough. Yeah. And then it's just kind of an abrupt ending, and then all of a sudden it's day two. And I didn't even realize, I was like, oh, what? Oh, we, then, oh we didn't even go over the comment about her slitting her wrists comment. Oh, was that during that time too? Yeah, it's oh, all in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot more like, Whitney wants Lisa to explain why she's hurt, but I feel like Lisa's already explained why she's hurt, and she just feels like she's disregarded, and then she says she isn't going to slit her wrists for anybody, and that triggers Meredith because somebody in our family just yes. recently... And I understand... I understand Lisa. I know where she's coming. She's probably never lost somebody to suicide in her life. So well, those comments are just... This is the fourth time she's said this. Yeah, it's an exaggeration. I have had two friends that slit each other's wrists, say that they could kill each other and not have it hurt so bad. But, so I didn't take such offense to when she says that. I understand that she doesn't say it literally. No, and we saw her say it at the reunion um, uh, season four one. Four times. We saw it see, see her in the very last... That's just a, what, a word she... A turn of phrase she uses. And she... It's not right. She shouldn't be using it, but she probably has never had this experience in her life where well, somebody has passed away at suicide. It gives Meredith a chance to, to be mad her. about something, something else. else. And, and I mean, uh, Whitney hits it on the head. Like, Meredith is just grabbing anything and everything that she could just hold it above her head now oh she's uh, everybody said, everybody she's does. been stewing on this for two months yeah everybody there is, is and now she has people producers saying all right you have to talk about this yeah. now and it hasn't been like a year like it has for all of us this is just like months without talking right. <laughs> day two we see why we all love jen shaw good morning <laughs> Unless you're horribly not a morning person. Uh, I, but how could you that not even cheer you up? Okay, so I just did a podcast with one of my friends, and he actually met Jen Shaw and Heather Gay when they were in Arizona, I think, or maybe it was Denver or something, for one of the trips. And uh, he ended up hanging out with them and stuff, and he had said the same thing I did was... If you've never met Jen Shaw, you don't understand the train that you jump on when you meet Jen Shaw. Like, it's hard. Like, you just get on to the... You, you, you're you on. You're like, in with her right you're away. With her you're right in away. with her right there away. There is the Jen Shaw train. Like, you get stuck on it. It's it's addicting. I'm just trying to have fun. She's fun. She, we've said it a thousand times. Yeah, she's we've fun. done that, she's yeah. She's funny. And she has, she's tender. She is very tender. I mean, like she's. Uh, it's hard. It's it's a we're in a it's in a tough situation right now. Uh, yeah. But she wakes up with her like bullhorn and she goes into Heather's room. <laughs> Concierge service for Heather Gay, please. Yes, ma'am. She's cracking me up. But she's ready for a good time. Yeah, she's like, we're here for me, right? Like this is my bill. Last no vacation more, I get. No more healing ceremonies. <laughs> no more talking about our feelings. Let's damage our bodies with alcohol. Yes, yes, that's my girl. <laughs> 
Uh, Lisa talks to John for a little bit and tells her, I like what she says, Meredith played doctor for a little bit. Yeah, that's a term <laughs> that they have for her. And I'm sure Meredith didn't like hearing that. Um, of course, Jen Shaw has glam, but Meredith has glam. Yeah. Heather's like, what? And if anybody, uh, Jen Shaw shouldn't have glam. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the moment, she still thinks she's innocent. Yes. <laughs> Heather and Meredith have a really great relationship. If you can just look at your friend and say, listen, you are being condescending and mean and kind of a bitch. Uh, you're being elitist and it's a superior bitch. And I have seen Heather and Meredith tweet each other being like, Meredith is my friend that I can be honest with. I like that. And Meredith, like, accepting it. And you could see that because Meredith doesn't once get upset with the terminology she's, words no. and stuff she's using. Uh, I was surprised by that. Yeah, I know, but she took it well. And she looked so freaking gorgeous. The, the sunlight was shining on... <sighs> this has happened multiple times, I, I think, on the party or whatever. I was like, do you see the lighting on her face, like, she's in this so thing? Pretty. I don't know what it is. Her makeup. I don't know what they're doing. The glam squad. I don't know. God. The, uh, but I don't again, know what you know, they're doing. Again, the, the lighting for filming must be really harsh. Because, again, when we see these women in person, they're that beautiful. Oh, yeah. That moment that we caught Meredith right there, that's how beautiful she is in person. She's really gorgeous. I mean, they are... I, I do have to agree. Seeing them in person's a little bit more awe st like stricken because yeah. it's like, holy shit, you look prettier than you do on yeah. camera. Every single one of them, and they're already gorgeous. Um, you know, Heather g does come to choir. Heather comes, y'all. This choir story is not just a story. The Heather comes to choir practice every time. This is a real thing happening. Yeah, we in our wouldn't lives. know that because he doesn't do any um, like advertising for our social media with her. Every day that he sees her. So anyhow, Heather showed up to the rehearsal Tuesday and she looked so hot. She was wearing, she's been wearing a lot of like midriff showing outfits. Like her body is looking real snatched which right she, now. Which I, when I remember when I first met her, she wasn't comfortable with that. Yeah, but now she's showing off her body and her body's looking hot. She's looking really good. And she was wearing these pair of camo pants that her butt was like so up and I just stared at her butt. <laughs> all night long. And then finally on her way out, I just had to say, I'm like, girl, those pants look so good on you. I just stared at your butt all night long. You didn't have to get on your knees for that. I wish Heather Gay could find a straight version of you. Uh, listen, I wish I could clone myself into a straight version of myself, because I... You and Heather Gay hit it off so well I would, all the time. I, it, she's so gorgeous. And when and you guys went so to that fun. concert together, all social media thought that that was her new man. No, he's my man! <laughs> <laughs> so, any... Two. Let's go have a good time. So um, everyone gets through their glam. Heather reminds Meredith, she's like, you've given some other people grace that you're not giving Lisa Barlow. There have been people in your life that you have forgiven. You've heard things. I mean, it's, I'm sure, rumor mill. Yeah. So, um, but... Why don't you give her a break and quit being so such a bitch? A condescending bitch. Yes! yes, yes. <laughs> so they get to the Fifth Avenue shops where they're getting on the Arizona party bike with Kevin. Hi, Kevin. 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 Uh, oh, my God, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this they did this in New Jersey, but remember in New Jersey there were like 80 of them, and now we have a cast of five. Yeah. It's strange that they have just a cast of five, isn't it? It's very I mean, rare. They, they've lost two. No, it's rare. It's very rare. The only cast of five that we Mary I think can think of was that horrible season of the last season of New York. Oh god, that was I could not get through that season. But this um but Salt Lake City, I, I think these, I, these I are core loved, groups. I would have loved Angie Harrington to get uh so if like I'm not gonna lie. I, I even said that to her too. Um I <laughs> even though 
I don't know Angie Katsunavis all that well. I mean, she did throw the opening episode party, so, I mean, that I should mean, give you something. And in both seasons, she's been in some kind of storyline. Yeah, so, but, I mean, I think Salt Lake City can work with five right now. Yeah. But uh, they get on their party bike, getting wasted. Whitney's pulling out her finest stripper moves. But when they start pouring wine all over their, each other's expensive clothes... I mean, when 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 Whitney goes upside down, you see Jen Shaw pour it right up her skirt. Yeah, we all know Whitney likes her coochie wet. Okay, her white, her skirt. white skirt. She's wearing white, and and they're all just pouring wine all over each other. That sounds like so much fun, like in a movie, but in reality. You're in the heat of Arizona, and that is the stickiest stuff to be all over your body and on your shirts. I'd be like, I need a shower immediately. Right. This is not fun anymore. Yes. It's kind of funny to watch Lisa Barlow let loose like that. I like seeing her let loose and stuff, because it almost seems like she's like a little kid. I, You know, I don't think people realize that like when Lisa Barlow shows up into a room, she normally is there to have a good time. Yeah. She normally walks in, she's like, hi, everybody, and she's so <laughs> upbeat and really excited to see each other, and she's very talkative. Well, okay, when we were at the choir practice and stuff, and she was there, she was getting mic'd, and she the producers kept yelling at her because she kept coming over and talking to us. <laughs> Yeah. While she was supposed to get mic'd, but she was no, she wanted to have a conversation with us. She didn't want to say, "Oh, hi, you guys, nice to see you again." Yeah. She wanted to have a genuine conversation with us to ask us how I we're doing. I don't think Lisa translates well to television. Um, I think in person is a very different experience. Oh yeah. Thanks for hearing me. I appreciate that. So um, after their pouring of drinks all over each other, we end up at the <laughs> Corona Ranch. Um, there's a reason that Lisa... She starts off, um, I guess you were all... Uh, there's a reason why I'm wearing my Dior boots my today. My Dior boots. Did you, did, did my you know Dior? I was wearing Dior boots? These things on my feet. I was wearing... I was riding a horse with these Dior boots that John bought me. <laughs> Do you think the horse is going to mind? Oh, no, Jen Shaw said that. Yeah, that was Jen Shaw. <laughs> but there's a reason why she's in a Dior boots is because these horse riders that we're getting ready to look at, the Escaramusa riders... We're featured in a, I believe, a Dior ad Commercial or something? And oh, it was in Vogue. Vogue. It was in Vogue. So, um, Lisa is obsessed. She loves horses. She loves fashion. And, like, later on, when she's, like, trying to talk about the photo shoot and fashion with that horse rider, she was like, they made us boots. They made us boots and they made us dresses. Yeah, she's like, are you tired? Do you want to get up here with me? She's this, so funny. The, yeah, that's <laughs> the part, at least, that the people don't see. Yeah. So, um, after their very nice horse show... The writers, represented by America, tell the women that they have some dresses for them to try on. So they go get dressed. Heather and Lisa go get dressed separately. Yes. I do have to say, before we get started, is uh, Meredith's dress was my favorite. That yellow on blue, royal blue. Beautiful. Yeah, she really looks beautiful there. So Heather tells Lisa that she spoke to Meredith this morning and told her she was a condescending bitch. (laughs) You just love saying that. <laughs> and Lisa's like, you know what more can I do? I, I've, I feel I've Lisa's honestly just like, listen, I can't do this fight anymore. Like, I need to either let go or just keep fighting. And sometimes letting go is the healthiest thing. Because not only is she getting it from Meredith, she's also getting it from Meredith's fans. Yeah, and like, you know, it's just... And also, you just can't defend that behavior. She knows it. And she's already done everything that she can to to apologize. You know, I I feel... I'm in Lisa's boots. Those Dior boots. (laughs) Well, of course, the other women are talking about Lisa and Meredith as well, and... Meredith thinks that Lisa doesn't think she did anything wrong. She's just upset she got caught. 
But how do you prove that? Just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. Well, you know, again, probably a little bit of both. Lisa probably thinks, you know what? I was just blowing off some steam. I forgot I was mic'd. There's a there's a that court case that's going on right now with that Alex Jones or yeah. the guy about the that said Sandy Hook was faked or whatever. The the judge had to reprimand him multiple multiple times because saying that you believe it does not make it a fact. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's in a court of law. This is the law we're talking about. <laughs> I think we know someone who used to just say that things were true. Yeah. <laughs> well, Whitney thinks it's very hypocritical that she has forgiven Lisa and it's a hypocritical to not forgive Lisa on Meredith's behalf when they've been talking crap about Lisa. <sighs> And here's again, Meredith is very focused on word choice. She's like, oh, I didn't say rumors. I referenced that there were rumors about her. And I said they were absurd. Like, I, even when they were saying it, I was like, they're saying everything afterwards to cover their butts of what they just said. Yeah. Well, Whitney's Even like, Whitney did that. But when he's like, we've been talking about it. You started it, Meredith. I don't know why she's got such a boner for saying that Meredith started it. Well, Meredith started the conversation. She did. No, I think Whitney said, I've heard things. Well, how are you in, between you and Lisa and stuff about? Because I've heard rumors. And then she, that's when Meredith's like, well, yeah, I've heard these rumors. And then Whitney goes in with even deeper rumors. See, well, that second part I agree with. I remember it um, originally her just saying, I don't know why Lisa would try to be spreading rumors about me when I've heard rumors about her. Whitney said that? No, Meredith said oh, that. Oh, Meredith said that. Meredith oh, okay. Said that. Okay. But nonetheless. Maybe, maybe, but I'm, maybe she I'm said, it wrong. And then she said... Um, I've heard Meredith about, or you know, rumors about her marriage. So she might as well have told rumors. But either way, Whitney's getting such a boner over saying that Meredith started the rumor, saying it, and that she's uncomfortable. And it's like that's that. You still, we're gonna see the film. We're gonna see the. You still brought up rumors on camera. It's Whitney's way of getting it out on the table because that's her big thing. You gotta get it out on the table. It's cleansing her own guilt. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I. But she's putting the guilt all on Meredith, and I don't feel that's right. Well, I think this is there's a combo plotter going on here. Okay. We'll talk more about it when we get drunk later at the house. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, Um, jumping ahead of ourselves. Um, they did not need to show that scene of Heather having such a hard time getting up on the horse. That was just rude. But okay, if you have never tried to have you if you've never even stood next to a horse, they are mammoth. Well, they of course, huge. of course. And they if are. you have never tried to get on a horse, I've had troubles getting on a horse, and I feel like I'm pretty damn fit. But it is, it's an art to oh, get onto a horse. Oh, it's very difficult. But I just feel like they were shady for showing and it. And let alone in a dress. Yeah, they were just like, being yeah. shady for showing it because they showed some of the other women getting up a little bit easier. So they were just shady for showing that scene. There was no need for I it. I think you're just very... Protective. Protective of our Heather Gay. No, it was shady, and I'm not backing down. You have to swallow it and bury it. Okay. It, I mean, <laughs> we're about to see Heather Gay for your birthday, so... <laughs> uh, it looks like Lisa has some glam, too. Uh, we didn't talk about that, but Lisa oh, got some does. glam going on. You, uh, Salt Lake City is stepping her up season okay. by season. So Whitney and Heather are getting ready together. We're back at the house, and... Whitney thinks that she owes it to Lisa to tell what Meredith has said. Yeah, this is where it's just, I just don't get it. Yeah, Well, you know, secrets fester and implode, and they give you cancer. They give you cancer, apparently, Lisa Renna. But you know what? Whitney is dealing with secrets in her family right now. 
So this is just I feel projection. Like I, I was she's dealing just going to say it's life. such projection. But also we can watch, especially season two of Salt Lake City, when Whitney is the person, like she gets upset she about later. She's Nancy Drew. She's the person who's going to go and ask questions. Yeah. She's very inquisitive. Yeah. And I think there's something inside of her nose that that's like her role on the show, even. I feel like she's pressured. Now she feels like it's pressured for her to do that now. But we'll talk more about it. I feel like okay. there's kind of a combo of emotions going on and coming up a little bit later. So uh, they're down in the kitchen. Heather and Whitney. Whitney's trying to figure out how to use the oven. Meredith comes down in her corset leggings and I love New York hat. <laughs> See, she's being so she's shady. She's so shady. It's, it's too shady. And then Lisa comes down in oversized pajamas. This is what I don't understand. They're pretty. I don't understand if she is really uncomfortable in the situation or if she's uncomfortable with her body. I think but it's. I, don't think... I think it's. Uh, I think she just feels vulnerable. Vulnerable, and she doesn't want to feel extra vulnerable. In general, I think. I think that's what it is. I mean, is. Lisa has, I'm sure, an incredible body, and I'm sure there's pictures of her. There's got to be lingerie in her repertoire. But also, you know, I don't get a lot of sexual energy from Lisa Barlow in general. As beautiful as she is, I don't get a lot of sexual energy coming from her. So maybe... But I'm, I'm, I'm on it with Whitney. I think she's, I think they're secret freaks in the bedroom. Oh, they should be. <laughs> Whitney and Jen go outside to cook steaks. Yes, ma'am. I love it that everyone is chipping in to cook. Yeah, that's fun. It's not a chef. And it's not a raclette. And it's not a raclette. Well, Lisa's not cooking. I'm still dying to know if she knows how to make an egg. It's killing me. We need to find out. It is killing me. So uh, Whitney asked Jen about the rumors that Jen might have heard from Meredith. And Meredith walks up and they're like, yeah, we were in the hot tub talking about rumors that we had heard. And Whitney's like, well, I feel put in the middle here. Because you were talking about it. And then we were talking about it. And Lisa's my friend. And did you see that she took a shot just before cooking and she's got a glass of wine? Like, she's trashed. This is where it starts to get really ugly. This is where I'm not, I don't see, um, it's messy with for Whitney, I feel, in this scene. Yeah, Meredith's like, listen, I might have, like, lit the match, but you took that flame. And you kept, I mean, it's on camera. She yeah. said some serious, damning stuff. And then we get a new thing that we didn't get in the previous episode about... The courtside scene. Yeah, with Angie Harrington supposedly telling Heather and Whitney that Lisa does sexual favors for those tickets. Do we keep jumping ahead of ourselves? <laughs> Are we? I don't know. <laughs> um, no, we're talking about them out oh, cooking okay. steaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I suck at this. Uh, but, um... And, but Whitney just wants to stop the cycle of lying, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, girl, you're on. Well, here's like, she, well, she wants to stop the cycle of having to be Nancy Drew. Yes, she does she want doesn't that. want to have to be, she doesn't want to have to ask all the questions anymore. She just wants everyone to just let their stuff out on the table so that Whitney is no longer responsible for her investigative work. Yes. Now, everyone's like, you know, Whitney, to be honest with you, we really would just like to have fun tonight. Yeah, she feels... So no one's asking you She to. feels victimized almost because people have been telling her these rumors and now she's got to hang on to them. Like, we'll stop listening to rumors. So I feel like <laughs> what's going on here is, number one, Whitney is wasted. And she's also projecting her own personal life. That's the second thing. And then also I think it's a combination of 
she doesn't remember all the details of her conversation with Meredith. Like, they were mm-hmm. just shooting the bull. Mm-hmm. So, even sober, she might not remember exactly how the conversation went down. Yeah. But, and then also, as much as Whitney likes to try to pretend that she doesn't want to stir the pot, she wants to stir the pot. That's what she, she does, does on the show. Yes. And, um... Right now, she's so wasted that it, you can just see right through it. You can see right, yeah. And it's ugly. It's not it's the best ugly. look. Yeah, yeah, I hate it. And, like, it. even Meredith is like, what are you talking about? I have no clue what your brain pattern is right now. But Whitney is just worked up. Oh, she comes in heated. Yeah, and Heather, you can tell, is livid. She's like, man, I wanted to have a freaking good time tonight. I could smell that meat cooking outside. Yeah, she's like... <laughs> Every time we go on a cast trip, it is a freaking nightmare. Can we not just party tonight? They literally have had maybe like two hours of fun on this day two of this trip. And Uh, I was on that bike ride. I I think you can start to see. Well, they've all been drinking all day. Yes. But you can see Heather start to boil right now. (laughs) She's another reason why we're so compatible. Don't ruin my good time. Yeah. Especially when that's what they're here for. Don't ruin my good time. Time. And the fact of it is, Whitney was the one that was saying it in the beginning that this is we're here to have a fun time and to be here. You know, she's just trashed. It's not great. <laughs> so Whitney sits everyone down, and did you notice Meredith and Lisa are sitting next to each other, which made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> but Lisa, uh, but again, Whitney has to get it all out of the table, and then we really start to dive into this jazz tickets situation. <laughs> but I do love it that she's like. Now that I'm here, and this is the first time that me and Lisa have felt like we're genuine friends, and even Lisa's like, I'm confused. Like, what's happening? Yeah, you're giving me setup without context. Yeah, what's going on now? Like, what is, what's uh, about to happen? Are we not friends now? Yeah, wait, what's happening? Did I do something that we're not friends <laughs> yeah, all Yeah, she's like, oh my god, what happened I outside? <laughs> I can't. But people have been talking about you. Meredith has brought up these things to my attention. And I have been wrapped up in this. Yeah, it does not look... And I, I'm a little upset at this part, because I'm like, you're blaming it all on... You, but you you're guys blaming both, on Meredith when you were actually both the participating. Meredith's like, listen, I didn't know any of these stories. I just knew that there were rumors. You're the one who told me this the story. The same thing that Whit- Meredith has been saying these last couple of episodes is the same thing she has said on the last couple of episodes. She's heard these rumors that she gave favors for tequila. She doesn't know specifics. They're absurd. Right. Those so, are so the same thing she says over, over and over. And over but and Whitney, over again. Whitney is the one that keeps divulging all these new rumors that have come out. Details. Details. These decriminate, like these incriminating details yeah. of specific people. Right, yeah. So, uh, but again, does Whitney not remember it? Is she just drunk? Would she remember it if she was sober? I don't. Uh, is she just trying to stir the pot? I just, I don't know the answer to all those. I questions. think it's a mixture. I, I agree. And then Lisa and Meredith get into a little bit of a screaming match when Lisa's like, "Listen, you're just. I'm not. I'm tired of not being heard. I'm tired of apologizing. I'm, t- I'm taking the brunt of everything. I, I feel like I'm kind of. I've. I had one screw up." I had one screw up. But in all these rumors about Lisa and marriages and stuff, Heather Gay is the only one that is always like, yeah, yeah, she's giving sexual favors to get her tequila around. Yeah, bartenders and stuff, she's giving sexual That sounds, yeah, real believable. And even in here, she's like, yeah, you're getting blowjobs for courtside tickets. Uh, who wanted like even I would do that like <laughs> but listen this She's is like, jazz. I give a, I'll give a, ble- a beach for a, a hamburger yeah yes. but, but this is jazz y'all you you're not even sitting next to Jack Nicholson y'all yeah. this is jazz like, seriously y'all are this is ridiculous to even have this well, conversation well they're called the Utah Jazz like Utah <laughs> is even known for jazz 
I mean, I realize they were originally a New Orleans team, but they're called the Utah Jazz. Yeah, it's interesting. Utah is the least jazziest state. And I mean, couldn't they find courtside tickets on their own with their own fandom yes, right now? Like, it's all stupid. And plus, it's all friend, they're friends. Okay, and do you think that maybe Angie Harrington was making a joke since Angie and Whitney and Heather used to like to get around and commiser- sit around and commiserate? And also, have you ever been to a basketball game? You only can talk to the person next to you. You can't so hear loud. everything. So I 100% believe that. But I hate this now because now <sighs> I've seen on Twitter that Angie is... Piced yeah, that Whitney has said this. Angie is denying it. Whitney's calling her a liar. Heather is liking posts. Like, it's putting me oh, no. in a tizzy. I don't like it. I know. you're. We're in a tough situation and, being but, friends with these housewives. I, not even that. Not <laughs> even that. I just think that they're such a great trio. Yeah. They have, they're fun to be around. They, they have a lot of I don't want to see this. Yeah, I don't want to see this this fight. Um, I don't like this fight it, at all. It, uh, I don't feel like I have to choose sides, you know? Um... I mean, of course, I'm going to be protective of my friend Heather, but I mean, I can be objective and like, I love Whitney. Yeah. But I can tell when she's being right and when she's wrong. And same mm-hmm. for Heather. You yeah. Know? You are coming off as condescending and superior. So, but we got to bring it back to Jen Shaw for a minute, y'all. Y'all, aren't we here for Jen Shaw? <laughs> she's like, Lisa's like, all I have is my family and you're coming after my family. And Jen Shaw's like, oh, all you have is your family? Trust me, all I have is my family. You know what people really need to be worried about right now? Is what has happened to the meat on the grill. (laughs) This is what I'm really nervous about. I'm really, actually I'm stressed. Because what if it is still on that grill to this day? Still just day? burning. Months later? Because everyone forgot about the meat. They put meat on there, and then they ran off in a tizzy. Well, at one point, Heather does get up to check on the meat. I would just not remember that. I do, because... Amen. I can tell she's so mad. She gets up like, I'm gonna go check on the meat. Oh, uh, it's... Ir- I mean, I'm sure it's burned, because she put them on there, and then she started that argument. They're burnt. They're, the meat's done. And that's another reason why you see Heather Gay lose it later she's on. She's not happy about that. She's... Oh, hell no. We're that, drunk. That tired, was steak. That was stuff I watched getting prepared. Yeah. Yes, seriously. <laughs> That's where me and uh, Heather Gay are definitely the food, food wise at parties. Like if we're like we were upset about the Mgality. Uh, I mean not the, the Mgality. M-Gality. That's my migraine medicine. The equality the equality Utah, Utah no event there. that there was no food there. <laughs> Well, Lisa runs off. She's tired of being attacked. She needs to talk to John. She she needs to talk to John. She you know that's her thing. I gotta talk. I to would John. be too. I would be like, I need to call my husband. Yeah. So, but then, Mary but Beth- I, I do, I do have to say, you're an interrupter. Please stop interrupting me. <laughs> do you remember in Scary Movie Two where? the main character girl she's like I'm not crazy and she runs off like filling her arms screaming uh, yes. I see that scene when Lisa runs off she's like I need to go talk to John and then they see her running back to her room crying <laughs> like that's all I could see I'm sure she felt horrible but all I see is just ah! <laughs> well Meredith who you can tell is mostly sober yes she actually goes to Lisa room, Lisa's room and Lisa's like no get out finally, I don't want to be attacked by you anymore finally Lisa has the upper hand for a second <laughs> but Meredith's like no I've listened to you you're gonna listen to me which they've listened to and you know what Lisa you. and Meredith always keeps a very tone like the same level of tone and she's not coming here in a, in a place of anger she's no. coming here she's like listen I just want to clear things up I don't want to make it even worse between you and I yeah because Whitney what she said out there wasn't right it wasn't true yeah <laughs> 
So they, Meredith's like, listen, I just said that there were rumors. I know we're talking, I feel like we're talking in circles. Yeah, we are, we are. We are. But um, they go back out and to get clarification from Whitney. And Whitney is like angrily opening another bottle of wine. I'm like, girl, you don't girl, need you another don't... bottle Somebody of wine. Somebody stop her. Seriously. But Meredith like apologizes, apologizes right then and there to Lisa. I shouldn't have said anything at all. <laughs> I shouldn't have said any. I want you to know I didn't give any details. That was from Whitney. Mm -hmm. But I shouldn't have even said that there were rumors. I would love to see this scene in a in a oil painting. I've said this before. This like I wanted to see scenes of this housewife stuff in an oil painting because it's like the diner, that old diner photo of like the outside looking in the corner diner, people right. just chilling in there. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Yeah, or it's ooh, good job. Or the the dogs around the table playing dice. They all have different characteristics. Right. So you see the table, Meredith and Heather are yelling at each other. Whitney's over in the corner, uncorking that bottle angrily. Jen uh, Shaw's sitting there with her eyes rolled with her microphone being like, how come this is even happening? And then there's Whitney or uh, Heather sitting there in the front just irritated that the food's not there. <laughs> oh, the first one was Heather, yes. or it was Lisa. Lisa and, and Meredith, did I say Heather? I, well, no, I see Lisa as everyone. She's an empath. <laughs> she she absorbs everyone's feelings, so you need to have Lisa absorbing everyone. I I feel it. I'm the same. The way. many faces of Lisa. I'm very. She's I'm in the same empath. way. Listen, I feel I'm Lisa. an empath. I absorb it all. <laughs> bless her. Bless her. Well, Meredith suggests that Lisa go have four minutes. Oh. I love her that she's like, why did I specify four minutes? <laughs> well, you only need four minutes to save the world. We learned that from Madonna. Uh, yes, that's we've learned many things from Madonna, but that is certainly one of the more important and things. And I guess she's gay now. <sighs> Anyhow, <laughs> let's finish this up. That's the never-ending episode. I'm so sorry. I just really don't know how much more I can take. So, Meredith and Whitney want to clear... Meredith wants to clear up with Whitney that, listen, you're the one telling the actual details of the story. And Whitney's like, but even Heather knew this story about the jazz game. And I was like, excuse Heather's me? Heather's like, no, I don't know. What... How did what? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, how did how, how get? She's like, you were there at the game. You heard Angie tell us, and I was like, no, I, I this is new to me. Yeah, she's like, don't you think I would have loved? She does say, wouldn't I have loved this information to have on her? And I think at one point she's like, I would have dry humped that right? into existence. <laughs> I mean, there's no secret that Heather and Lisa were enemies. Yes. at one point. But Heather's like, I'm not gonna let you say that I'm lying that I didn't hear this because I didn't hear this. If I would have heard it, I would have said it. There's nothing keeping me from saying it. That's what's frustrating for her. I kind of feel again that maybe it was just, you know, Angie Harrington's very funny. And I think she was just making a joke. Like, you know, Lisa Barlow gets those seeds from sleep, you know. Yeah, yeah. You could easily I don't even think, that. I don't, I, it didn't feel to me, well, I mean, especially the way that Angie is reacting to it. I kind of feel like if it was even said, it wasn't like it was a, a joke because they know that's what they. I mean, it's just easy. It's easy. It's an easy thing to say. Well, if there's rumors about her getting Vita tequila blowjobs for bartenders or whatever, sure, she's getting these courtside tickets too. Did you see her at courtside last week? Or it's just stupid, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Would I be... mean, y'all are on courtside right now. What does that say about you guys? Uh... I don't even know why that. <laughs> Well, you know what would be even easier is to just follow us on social media so we can shut up about it. Yeah, and give us some damn reviews, y'all. I did see <sighs> a... Don't cuss that off. <laughs> I did see that... Um... Oh, yeah, it was National Coming Out Day recently. I do want to say to anybody out there that is looking to come out, 
we are a safe place. We are a safe space. And I came out 15 years ago on that day to my family. And since then, my career has jumped. My mood has jumped up. My depression has gone away. And I got married. And I have a wonderful life. So it just takes time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it doesn't take more than just one second to click that like button or follow <laughs> button. <laughs> listen, it, listen. If you guys don't, if you guys hold in your reviews, Lisa Rena has said it. It might give you cancer. Well, I will say though, people are starting to interact more on social media, which has really been especially with good their YouTube, from my heart. our YouTube as well. Well, and also, well, Instagram and Twitter. Even um, it's been nice. Listen, people send we, us DMs and I would love, I would love to do a live episode one day and have people type in live and with questions and well, stuff. Well, let's make it happen at a bar or something. When we get more Maybe listeners, season finale. Yeah, so y'all tell your friends. Um, Tell your yeah. friends to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Finally, can I get it out now? Sure. On Facebook and Instagram, we are The Real House Bears. On Twitter, we are Real House Bears. And you can email us at therealhousebears at gmail.com. You can also watch us on YouTube. And you can also listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, it would help us out so much if you gave us a five-star rating and a cute little review. <coughs> Excuse me. And we will talk about you on air, and make you hashtag House Bears Famous. We hope you guys have a great day, week, weekend, wherever you're listening to this. Night. If morning. you ever make it through this long-ass episode, <laughs> I, bye. I know, I keep bye. <laughs> Hold on, no, no. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, love you, bye. All right, let's do a sound check. <laughs> there we go. That's a good sound check, I guess. Is that a good sound check? Is, us being quiet and moving? That, yeah, the thing? of course. Let me move it a little bit more. There we go. There you go. Sound checking. That's a good way to find out if we sound good or not. It's. <laughs> <laughs>